0: As for those who want to make technology sexy. All the product developers, designers, UX, UI professionals, product managers, CTOs and CEOs. And it is for you. My name is Dr. Peter Resca. My friends call me Dr. Peter. I am your host and I am happy that you are here. Today's uh, episode of the Human technology podcast circles around uh, the term user experiences so the yeah the, the term user experiences is, is widely used in the HMI human machine interface um, design area and everybody says yeah we need to create user experience we need to have a positive user experience and so this term is, is always used and um It's often used and it's often used in the wrong way, but um, this shall not be in the focus of this podcast. The question is, what is user experience and what is it actually? What, What kind of concrete experiences count into user experience? And yeah, how can we create this and... This is, I mean, I identified 10 of them, 10 10, uh, single distinct um, experiences that shall be part of the overall term user experience. Let's have a look at the regulations first. So the main standard on HMI design, on technology design, on the relationship between humans and technology is the iso 9241 this standard has today i'm not really sure something like 25 sub standards parts and uh, the most known is uh, 110 so it's the 9241 110 this one is on usability so talks a lot about usability how it is defined um how how you can uh, achieve it uh, what are parts of it uh, which components it has and I mean that that's that's the 110 And then there is the 210 which is the part of the ISO standard that is always cited when it is about user experience and Many many people, um, even professionals in uh, in this area of HMI design, of product design, of uh, usability, user experience design, believe that as much as the 110 describes usability, the 210 describes user experience, which is wrong. So 210 is about a development process. It's describing a process on how to ensure positive user experiences and usability. In the beginning of that standard, there is a row of definitions, and among them is the definition of user experience. By the way, there is also the definition of usability. Um, But um, yeah, there is a definition of user experience, and it basically says it's the emotional part that uh, a human technology interaction has so the emotions that a human has while interacting with a technological artifact that that's basically what it says in the standard and um, the if, if you took, take a look into literature uh, Donald Norman for example is, is one of the big user experience guys the, the big gurus in that area and um he says yeah um usability is very much focused on the core interaction between a human and a product can i use it is it easy to use can i understand it is is the font size big enough and do i know which button to press because they they uh use the right words on a button and i mean this this is basically uh the, the short term or yeah the the core interaction process user experience is uh, far broader that is a concept that starts far earlier uh, with first thoughts and the ideas that that i have Uh, i want to buy a car i want to buy a smartphone i want to get me a uh, an an app and um, so i recognize the brand and I, i see this and i have the idea okay if i buy a porsche then i have a sporty car and if i buy a toyota i have a reliable car so user experience starts even before uh, making a decision uh, for for a for a specific product and then um, you have the purchasing experience um, you have the unpacking packaging uh, experience um, you have the installation experience Then you have the core experience, and then uh, maybe you even have a a dumping experience. How do I get rid of of a certain product? How do I get rid of my car? Is it an easy process, or is it a little chewy, ugly process that that I run through? And um, the core user experience, uh, the experience that you have while using that one, I mean, that is not static. I mean, not any of these is static, but since you may use a product for a couple of years, you will run through different phases of the user experience. So a, a typical one is that you uh, have this product and you're totally excited. I mean, yeah, you love it. It's, it's your new smartphone. It's your new car. And, and you have a great experience. Your emotions are extremely positive. And then, after a while, you start seeing the bugs, the problems, the downturns, uh, the additional issues that you had not seen before. And then, um, yeah, you have to charge your car. Maybe you don't find a charging station. You have to buy gasoline for, for your car It needs maintenance. You have your new smartphone and, and the camera doesn't work the way you expect it to do. And, I mean, all these things happen and then you have a negative user experience. And long term, maybe you will go to some kind of middle level where you say, yeah, it's a good product. Um, it does what it is supposed to do and I understand it better and, and, and I know how to use it. And then you get some kind of, let's say, OK-ish kind of, of user experience level that you have. So that, 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 is, that is a normal, normal thing um, that uh, is, is, is uh, happening with user experience okay so let's go down to to, to the core part of this uh, of this podcast so what what kind of experience do people want to have in, in uh, interaction with technologies and in particular with cars what, what are these in detail what, what, what kind of experiences are they and I compiled a list here it's uh, I have 10 of them uh, in, in this podcast that I will I will discuss. And most of this is from from literature. So there are scientists that thought about it and that made studies, and I collected some from uh, some some of them. Uh, Then I had a couple of own projects with clients, uh, consultancy projects where we thought about what kind of user experiences do we want. One was with a big Japanese OEM and... uh, the question basically was: What kind of experiences will users want to have, in let's say twenty years from now? So, so what kind of experience that uh, we expect for the future shall be reflected? It was a show car project in that particular show car, and and how can we do this? And. Yeah. So, so I have this list and then the, the entire list contains something like 20, 25 experiences. I, I selected uh, 10 of them that I find most important and most influential uh, on the overall construct user experience. So let's, let's jump into it. The, the first one is safety. So users want to experience safety if they interact with a product, and particularly if they uh, interact with a car. So they don't want it to break down. They don't want the the brakes to fail. um, They don't want the car to lose the tire or whatever. So so safety is, and I mean, safety is a very, very basic user need that we have. It is on uh, the lower end of the of the Maslow uh, pyramid. Which basically describes all the uh, needs that, that humans have, and, and safety is, is the basic one. So I, I don't want to be hurt by technology. Uh, I, I don't want some some sharp edges somewhere where I can cut myself. I don't want uh, it uh, to run and run me into a tree. I don't want it to kill me. I don't want to uh, be be mentally infringed in a way, and or cognitively infringed. So. So safety is, is one of the basic needs of humans at all. And particularly in uh, the interaction with technology, safety is, is a basic thing that needs to be fulfilled at any point in time during the interaction. And if it is missing um, the user experience, I mean, you can do what you want if, if a product is not safe. It uh, will, will create negative user experiences. The second one I would like to have a closer look at is trust. And there are there's a lot of discussion going on at the moment in the automotive industry on, on trust, particularly connected to automated driving or assisted driving or even autonomous driving. So, I mean, if, if, if I turn on some kind of, of device in a car that says, hey, I will control the distance to the car in front of you. I will, I will keep the lane. Um, I will do this and that for you. Then it should really do this because I, I, will, I will trust um, the, the, the technology that it will do it. And there are two different kinds of trust one is over trust, and the other one is undertrust. And under-trust basically means that, um, yeah, I don't trust the the technology. So it feels like, me. hmm, is this really doing what it is supposed to do? Uh, if, if I go in an automated car and I said, yes, okay, I could, I could turn on my, my level two automation so that the car keeps the lane and the distance to other cars automatically, but I don't trust it. I, I will do it myself. Because I, I don't know, maybe, maybe it's going wrong. Maybe there are problems connected to this. So that, okay, guys. Um, then I will. Well, that's a typical example of under trust. There is a video on, on YouTube that I have seen a couple of times, that uh, where an, an elderly lady is driving an uh, automated car, and and uh, the it's a research project, a research uh, video, and and and. and uh, the guy sitting beside her, um, the the project leader, says to her, So, okay, now you can uh, take your hands off the steering wheel and your feet off the paddle." And she does it, and she's like, Oh my God, oh my God, it's running, oh, it's doing, it, oh, now it's steering, oh, I can't believe it. And then she's, she's pretty anxious about this one, she's pretty negative, but she, she sees, oh God, my God, this is doing something here. And, I mean, this is a typical example of, of under-trust, uh, because she, she doesn't really trust the technology. And, um, yeah, she, probably she would never use it if this had not been a scientific uh, experiment, where the experimenter asks her, hey, yeah, please do this for me. And uh, the opposite is over-trust. So this means that I trust too much. Um, so I... I um, attach um uh, abilities to the technology that the technology doesn't have so i, I believe it can do this 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 is that but it cannot do this 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 isn't that you can see this um, i mean there are videos also on on youtube and the internet where people are sitting in um, automated cars level two level three automation and um, they start this and then either they fall asleep or they climb to the to the rear seats or to to the passenger seat, and just let the car drive by by itself. And and we all know we all have heard and read about this that if you trust too much, if you trust your car too much, uh, then then it leads to awful accidents. And we had uh, a few of them, uh, particularly with one U.S. American electric car brand, uh, where people just trusted too much, and and it was over trust and. I mean, I mean, look at this, it's just like, hey, um, to create a positive user experience, just bring trust to a maximum level. Um, this is the idea many people have, and um, this will work short term. So people will love it if they say, hey, this technology is doing everything by itself, or I can fully trust it, nothing will go wrong ever, so I can have this, and uh, this works as long until you have a serious amount of overtrust that leads to accidents, failures, problems of any kind. So you have this uh, um, overtrust issue then, um, which uh, if if it happens, you destroy the trust completely. And if, uh, if, if it happens, it's communicated. So even if others overtrust a certain technology, I will learn about this from the press or from the Internet, and and people would talk about it and say, "Hey, um, this guy overtrusted his 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 car, and he, he uh, climbed to the to the to the rear seat, and then the car ran into another truck." And um, so we learned about this one. And from my point of view, the correct level of trust, the exact correct level of trust, creates the best user experience, so that people have. The right amount of trust, I know the system will do this and this and this and that, and it will not do all the other things. And if I know that, uh, it is a positive user experience. Next point is freedom. Um, I I, I think freedom is is one of the most, um, let's say, used Uh, emotion the most used user experience in automotive commercials so if if, uh, a new car comes out you see this car driving on a free and open road uh, in the southwest of of, uh, the usa and it's a beautiful landscape or you see people putting their uh, kite surfing equipment their mountain bikes uh, into the car and then drive to some beautiful place and enjoy their freedom um, you see the car standing on a rock in front of a sunset and then the persons are there and then they really enjoy there's this feeling of freedom of, of openness. And this is good. This is positive, And this is a positive user experience. Problem is that reality looks totally different. So we spent um, uh, enormous amounts of time in traffic jams where freedom is totally lost. Uh, we spend a lot of time driving around and trying to find a parking place for the car. Where can we drop it? And uh, so so sometimes it just feels like a car takes away our freedom. I mean, this is reality. And here in Freedom, we have this huge gap between the communication of the car makers on one side and our daily experience on the other side. But since this uh, communication is alive and ongoing... Uh, it works. I mean, this communication of freedom works, and it's a positive user experience. Oh, hey, what uh, all the things that I can do with my car? I can drive here and there, and, and watch beautiful sunsets, and, and carry my mountain bike around with this. And <coughs> excuse me, can I carry it around, and and um, then um, yeah, you can you can uh, uh, enjoy freedom with it. Although our reality is grayish and free of freedom. um, It seems like uh, we can still create some some positive user experience with freedom. Another one is control. If we give the user the control over a technology, or at least the, the feeling of control over a technology, that will create a positive user experience. And if... I mean, that's nothing worse than than losing control in a car, or losing control in the interaction with a with a smartphone app, or with a uh, with a PC. I mean, how often do we sit there and say, "Hey, this, this stupid system is doing something, and what is it doing, and then why can't I stop it?" And hey, it's downloading software and it's installing something. I have not done anything, and now it is doing. I mean. That is a negative user experience. And so if you give the user the feeling, I am in control, I am the one that is the boss here, then you will create a positive user experience. Technology, and this is the next point, uh, shall support us, Shall, shall give us support in what we want to do. So we have a certain target. We want to drive from A to B. We want to make a phone call. We want to control a chemical process. We want to control a power station. And um, this is the target we have. And all the technology shall support us in this. Say, okay, I will help you. I will move you forward with this one. I'll take you from A to B. It is possible. And I'm supporting you in this. And while on the drive, while riding, um, I support you with information on traffic. I support you with information about who's around you and I support, I support you in letting you know what the maximum speed is that you're allowed to drive. So all these things are support that uh, the, the driver receives while in a car that the user shall receive while interacting with a, with a technological artifact. So in, in a good support, the right level of support, a high level of support creates positive user experience. The next one I would like to talk about is respect. I sometimes find it totally respectless how technology treats me. It shouts at me. It uh, does the wrong things. It is nasty. It is um, not friendly to me. It's not respecting me as the one that owns it, that pays it, that feeds it. So uh, I expect that that there should be any, any respect and I mean, very often this is not based on some kind of um, yeah negative mindset. Probably many, many uh, programmers, many developers uh, just don't know it any better or just don't know how to do it any better. And But, um, yeah, I, I think the feeling of respect, of being respected by a technology uh, creates a positive user experience. The next one is value. So technology costs a lot. It costs money, time, it costs focus, it costs mental energy, maybe even physical energy. So we we, we, we pay a lot for this and then it shall give us something back. It shall that, that shall create value to our lives. It shall make our lives better, easier, faster, safer. And then you have this balance of how much do I put into a technology, and how much value do I get out of this technology and I mean if you realize that our cars are the second most expensive thing we ever buy in our life. I mean the most expensive thing are our homes, but uh after that um, you you the second most expensive thing is 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 a car and even a smartphone uh, if you go to to a shop and buy it uh it's still a lot of money you 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 pay for this and i mean a house costs maybe 15 uh, 500,000 dollars or euros or 800,000 and a car costs 50,000 to 80,000 euros or dollars and a smartphone 500 to 800 euros or dollars or pounds or whatever uh, so, so so you spend a lot of money on this And for this, users expect to get something back. And long term, I think most users will get very, very sensible about what the value of a technology is and how much really better it makes uh, his or her life. A little footnote on on value. Um, There is a phenomenon I'm, I'm discussing with my clients a lot that is called the edge of value. For example, if if you buy a car and, and um, it, it's the latest and, and coolest model, um, does it really make any difference if you have um, one hundred and fifty horsepower to com- compare to one hundred eighty horsepower? Does it really make any difference if the maximum speed is um, one hundred and eighty kilometers per hour uh, or, or two hundred and twenty kilometers per hour? Is this really something that, that has a value? If you buy a new smartphone, is there a real value behind a few more pixels on the camera or a few more pixels on on a little more resolution on on the display? Is is that really something that, that has a value or have, I mean, this is at least my idea and this is what I'm discussing with my clients a lot, we have reached the edge of value uh, in many aspects, and and so yeah, adding things and adding stuff doesn't 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 give a, a different more positive user experience. It brings us back in value if it is a real value and if the if it uh, is a real growth in value, um, then and we create a positive user experience with a product. And the next one um, is one that is typical for cars. That's a, it's, it's a user experience that uh, is, is typical in cars until a few years ago, um, 15 years, uh, 20 years, the car was the last island of disconnectivity. So if I wanted to reduce my communication or if, if uh, I wanted to cut my, my communication lines, the car was a pretty good place to do so. So sit in a car, drive away, and no one could reach you. No one could give you a call, send you a letter or whatever. And, and that has changed drastically. And uh, I, a few years ago, I heard a presentation of a big uh, automotive supplier, and they made an analysis on the value, on the ideas, uh, a younger and, and a technology-oriented user group had on being online in a car and this is the experience i want to talk about is to be online and one of the participants said and this was the core result of the study i don't want my life to end just because i'm in a car and i think that that drills it down and then even me i mean I'm, I'm far away from being part of a younger user group but uh, even for me um, i want to be online while in the car i don't uh, i want to reach uh, receive my calls and I want to I don't know, check the weather and the traffic and, and I want to have this data connection and I want to listen to my to my music, uh, streaming, and, you know, all this uh, requires to be online. So being online uh, seems to be a core experience as far as user experience is concerned, particularly in a car where there is always the danger to be disconnected and then uh, the lives of some people end. Next point is simplicity. Technology is be simple. Simple to use, simple to access. And uh, if, if we create complex stuff, then, then people will not like it. And if, if it is simple, then it is yeah, easy to access and then easy to use. And um, for me it is closely connected to control. So if you have a the, the feeling of control over something, it also seems to be simple. And to get there, to get this feeling of, of simplicity, there are different ways. And for me, the second best way is uh, to give trainings. I mean, you go to driving school before you want to drive a car. And uh, I mean, for most of us, driving a car is a comparably simple activity. In the beginning, it was super hard. Right? Or our pilots. Uh, if, if I go to an aircraft cockpit, I'm totally lost because it's super complicated. But if you ask a professional pilot uh, with with lots of years uh, experience, he was not super easy. We just uh, they just changed a bit here in the cockpit, and now it's even easier than this. It's simpler than before. Um, That 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 is the second best way of uh, training people. The first best way is to make it so simple and so easy that everybody can just use it and and i know that there are many technologies many services softwares uh, technological artifacts where this is not so easy or even impossible but um i find it very often that the uh, the task of simplicity the experience of simplicity could be much better much higher much more in focus of a product and uh what you find out is it is simply not realized it is as complex it's complicated um, it is not as easy as it, as it could be. Okay, and then uh, we come to the final one, the final uh, user experience. That's the experience of being entertained and having fun. Particularly in a car, um, more and more people or users, passengers want to be entertained. We all listen to the radio um, we all do want to have fun with, uh, with, with our car, we want a few positive it, and it's even more for the passengers um, that want to play games in cars. And so being entertained and having fun for me is also a core user experience, counts into the overall, uh, or pays into the uh, overall user experience so that you have a, well, a good positive overall experience. Okay, that uh, brings us to the end. Um, I talked about the overarching concept of user experience and analyzed what concrete single experiences count uh, into this, pay into this. I start with a quick look at the ISO standard, which does not bring us uh, too much forward. And um, so I selected 10 uh, experiences, um, safety, trust, freedom, control, support, respect, value, to be online, simplicity and being entertained and having fun as those experience that add up to user experience. If you like this podcast, if you were able to take something with you, why not recommending this one to one other person in your network? The more listeners I have, the higher the podcast will be ranked on the respective platforms. And then even more people have the chance to learn something, to take something uh, away from here and um, to improve themselves. That's it for today. Thank you for spending time with me. I hope you were able to take something with you and do something for yourself that will be forever. For an ongoing exchange, you will find me on LinkedIn and on my websites, peter and beyond-hmi.de. Write me an email on the podcast at beyond-hmi.de. Tune in next time, take care and stay healthy.